Google can bring you back 100,000 answers. A librarian can bring you back the right one. Neil Gammon. Welcome to Tea, Toast, and Trivia. Thank you for listening in. Dave Astor and I are once again bridging the 3,923 kilometers between New Jersey and Vancouver. Today we are heading to the library, so listeners put the kettle on and add to this exciting conversation. I am your host, Rebecca Budd, and I'm looking forward to sharing this moment with you. Welcome, Dave. Thank you so much for stopping by for a visit. Oh, thank you for having me again. And uh, that was a great quote by Neil Gammon. He had some great librarian quotes. It's like he was he was fostered and born in a library. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, we'd have to look into this. I mean, given the kind of fiction he does, maybe in some alternate you know, childhood he was. <laughs> you once said that books are there for us, even in the most difficult of circumstances. If books are the best companions and a comfort during times of uncertainty, libraries are the place to go to build our resilience and courage. We are now entering the fourth month of what I call COVID-19 solitude. During this time, libraries have closed their doors but have continued to be an invaluable resource and guide to the virtual and digital world. How do you find that in your experience, Dave? Libraries are definitely continuing to operate, even though people can't go inside. There, People can borrow ebooks online. There are online programs, talks, concerts, online advice. Some libraries recently have opened slightly. They offer reading recommendations by emails or via Zoom sessions. It's obviously not what it was, but they're still functioning and they're still important. And people to get job hunting advice and so on. Libraries are very good at that. So what was your first experience in the library? My parents brought me to a library before I was in kindergarten. So maybe I was three or four. And interestingly, my parents were not readers. Uh, they they read very little. There was maybe five books in the entire house. So it was you know, a very bare looking place. But I guess they knew enough that they should get their children interested in reading. So they did bring me to the library and I just loved it. And when I was a kid, I... I took out kid books. A little later, I took out sports books, like a lot of boys. That was pretty good. I liked reading biographies that were at a kid's level. Famous people, you know, George Washington, Jackie Robinson, Florence Nightingale, Harriet Tubman. Nice way to learn history through biographies. If we had a chance to go back as a child, do you remember who your favorite librarian was? I wish I could, but I don't remember a specific person. They're kind of like a blur. And I think it might be probably because when I go to the library, I would just go straight to the shelves. I didn't interact with the librarians that much, so except I get to check out the book. Although I did have a kind of a librarian I liked a lot, but that was later. I was at Northwestern University uh, when I was getting my master's in journalism. I needed a work-study job to help me pay for it, and they assigned me to the journalism school library and the librarian was this um older woman she must have been 80 or something and she just was you know really nice and kind of knew her stuff and that was so maybe that was my favorite librarian but i was already i don't know 23 or something oh my goodness 
we remember people who have given us a way to explore the library. I agree. I remember my first experience was this little tiny little library in an old house. And my mother insisted that we go there. Was it kind of like a town library or a private library? It was a small town. So we went to this house and it was white and it had these beautiful trees around it. And it was in the summer and we went in. It was crowded. The books were everywhere. And I found Dr. Zeus. Life in a library is a paradise when you have all these books around you. What I remember about a library is it is a place to find yourself. Do you ever feel your best self around books? Yeah, I do. They teach you so much and they give you entertainment and they take you back in time. They take you to another country. So many good things about them. They help develop your mind and feel like you're spending your time wisely. Sometimes I watch a junky TV show, you might kind of feel guilty at the same time. But with, with books, I, I guess that kind of brings out uh, people's best selves in a way. Well, it makes you feel like you're not alone. That's a very good point. Because these people who you're reading about, they might be fictional, they might be based on real people, but they seem real as you're reading them. They're like companions. Friends. Yeah. I went on your Montclair Public Library. What a great place. Thank you. It is a great, great library system. I really like it. They have Biblioboard, Hoopla, and Overdrive. Do you use any of those services? I actually don't. I'm sort of like a, a retro library user. I, 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 I take out books and bring my, my younger daughter to the children's section, and she might use a computer sometimes. And I, I guess I'm not the best advertisement for using every aspect of a library. <laughs> How about yourself? Do you tend to use a lot of library services? Okay, December 31st, 2015. Okay. I wanted to do something very special for New Year's. I went on, when everyone else was having these great parties, I went on internet to my public library in Vancouver Public Library, and I figured out how to use Overdrive. That's fantastic. It was one of those momentous experiences that said I did something, because you and I know learning all of these new things like Zoom and how to connect in different ways is a learning process. It's not only learning the technologies of it, it's how to engage with it in a way that you are relevant to the other person. And uh, yes, I use it, but uh, here's the confession, Dave, I'm like you. I go back to those doors in the library and it says, open sesame, and I'm in. There's something about the smell of books. Yeah, I, I know. And just being there, the atmosphere. And I tend to still read print books because I just spend so much time on screens with my, my laptop and with my phone. I just try to avoid using screens for books, even though it's, I know it's a different kind of screen. But my local library remains closed indefinitely. And maybe I'll rethink that. But for now, I, I still like the smell and the feel and the experience of reading a print book. And the page turn. True. And using, you know, just anything for a bookmark, whether it's an actual bookmark, Yes. Put a slice of cheese in there or something. <laughs> slice of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I think the biggest blessing or the most incredible part about a library is their ability to build literacy. Yeah. They might literally do that indirectly by just being attractive places that draw people that can help people become more literate. And as you've sort of been noting, libraries are really much more than books these days. I mean, there are CDs, there are classes, there are help, job searches, there are computers, there are 
meetings. I know my library has a or had thing where seniors or every week and they just sat around. I didn't go myself. I'd be kind of in another part of that room, kind of see them and, and enjoying themselves. And it's like a community center in a way. What I find too is that it fosters that belonging that we need. Yeah, they're great places. Libraries can even be kind of almost lifesavers. I know my local library, they allow homeless people to sit there, you know, whenever. And services are offered if they're wanted. A couple of decades ago, our library changed. And it was about two or three blocks that they built this amazing new library. And I remember my mother and father saying, we are going to go down to the library today. They have asked everyone in Vancouver to come in and take two books or three books and move it from one library to the next. And as a community, everyone came, picked up the books, and brought it over to the new library. And I think that that's the whole idea of libraries, being together, celebrating the past, looking for the future. And I can see that they even have games now at libraries. That's great. Well, I understand that two members of your family were librarians. My wife, she has four sisters, and Two of them were librarians, now retired, one in uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan, one in Austin, Texas. And then her, her other two sisters are kind of almost library-related work, too. One works for the Getty in Los Angeles uh, doing kind of art research, and, and the other is a retired professor and translator. So, yeah, from a very literate family. I'm not sure if there's any librarians on my side of the family. I can't remember one of them. <laughs> well, I have two librarians in my family as well. What I find about them, they're extraordinary individuals, and yet they're very humble. They really are there to help rather than to say, oh, look at me. I know everything. Yeah, I think people who go into the library profession have a certain personality that's positive in the way you just described. They're a different personality. They go into a different profession. <laughs> <laughs> How do we become friends of libraries? I've certainly contributed a number of times to like a library fund drive couple times a year. We've donated books. But I guess, you know, funding is, is the big thing because a lot of cities and towns just don't give libraries enough money. I mean, they might not be able to or they have other priorities or whatever, but they can always use more. I find, too, is that as a community, people are working together to build little libraries. Have you seen those little libraries on the street that says the little library on the corner? They might be like on a tree stump and there's like 10 books or in a little house. I love those. Have those in Vancouver too? They're springing up all over. The little lending library, they call it. It's like they know that libraries are part of who we are and embedded. It's not only in a big, huge building, but in our hearts, in our souls. And if we can build little libraries, take a book, bring a book. You know, to have that kind of scale in addition to the big ones. You know what I find interesting? Now that we're all on Zoom, I notice that people always position their cameras so they can see the bookshelf behind them. That's right, yeah. Actually, the New York Times even did an article about that, like where people are very strategic about that. People kept seeing The Power Broker by Robert Caro on shelves, even if people never read the darn thing. But uh, I guess I should have books back here. I just have a blank wall. <laughs> and then on Twitter and on Instagram, it says, what's on your bookshelf? And it's interesting to see what is there. You're right. There are strategic placements. So if you're into science fiction, there it is. If you're into romances, that's there. If you want to look intelligent, well, 
Which ones do you put? <laughs> right. And, and I'm sure some people just have their books there without even thinking about it. But there are definitely some people who have given it some thought. I do think that everything that we do is based around some sort of art, whether it's poetry, writing, art, painting, music. The ones that link everything is books. Books link all the arts because it tells the story. You have a painting which is beautiful, but somebody has to write the background because you won't understand it unless you have a book. That's true. And not to mention books literally inspiring other media, like books become plays, books become movies, and, and so on. Well, we talked to people 800 years ago simply by reading their books. They might not be there, but we are connecting with a live person. If you read Chaucer, that's literally 700 years. You're kind of hearing their conversation in a way. I'm just going to read this quote. It's from the Library of Congress, U.S. The mission of library service is to develop quantitatively the library's universal collection, which document the history and further creativity of the American people, and which record and contribute to the advancement of civilization and knowledge throughout the world, and to acquire, organize, provide access to, maintain, secure, and preserve these collections. Libraries are our story. It is a story that has come to us from the past. It is a story that we are living now and will give to the future. I love libraries. You know, Dave, I really enjoy our conversations. You always give a positive and life-affirming projection of let's do something important. Let's read a book. Well, thank you. Well, you do too. You're very upbeat in all your blogs and podcasts. And even though life is not always upbeat, it's good to sort of try to look on that side of things. Thank you. Thank you very much for being with me, Dave. Oh, and thank you for having me again. And listeners, come join us and have a great conversation. And remember, you're only an internet click away from Dave Astor at daveastoronliterature.com. Thank you for being with us. Until next time, dear friends, keep safe and be well.